Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And we are full swing in the holiday season. Are we not? Yes, it is now it's, here. Uh, it's it's uh, here. Christmas music on the radio. Uh, yes. Everyone's getting decorated. I, I finished up my decoration. All my final decorations this week. Our office has been decorated forever. We have a... a um, uh, director of first impressions that sits at the front desk and she is just a Christmas junkie. So our offices are, we got buddy, the elf, we got Clark Griswold, we've got Christmas lights and trees and, uh, Hanukkah as well. You know, yeah. we're representing it all, you know, so For we've sure. got it all covered. And, and so, but yeah, definitely in the, uh, in the swing of the holiday season, and um, that's a good thing for the real estate market because, interestingly enough, December is always a, a solid real estate month. Yeah, it is, and a lot of it surprised a lot of people. I feel like we talk about it every single year, but it's one of our busiest months of the year, yep. year in and year out, um, for for lots of different reasons. Um, and this year looks to to be uh, pretty much the same. Yeah, same here. And you know, it's it's an exciting time too because you're kind of planning and setting up what you're going to do next year. So a lot of my month is is kind of making strategy moves yes. and adjustments and you know we I recorded a whole bunch of new commercials and videos so we're we're launching a whole a, a lot of that you know I I recorded a like a lot of them cuz I've lost a bunch of weight so I was like I'm going to record them all now so next year when I get fat then I, then I'm good <laughs> just you know? in case you I'll don't just keep, keep using the old ones you know? right. what, look everyone knows this is what realtors do realtors use like their 20 year old glamour shot you yeah. know like so so it's you know I'll keep I'll just use a 1 year old glamour shot when I was skinny you know so but uh, but but hopefully I don't do that. Like you know, it's been sixty days. I've been kind of on a lifestyle change, so it's it's working so far. And I think it's more of a long term than a short term diet. So, but anyway, if you don't follow us on social media, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, Facebook, pretty much every social media that's out there. Um, we are on it at the Duncan Duo. And you know what? We did a funny TikTok. Uh, this week that that we did several of them actually if, if you if you're on TikTok or on Instagram you can see it on our reels the first one I did was the smart home technology thing, yes which is yeah, kind of I funny, saw that one it was funny which is which is pretty true it's yes. like so many people like oh, I want all this smart home technology and then when it doesn't work or it disconnects from the internet or you know you can't yeah. seem to get it to connect to your phone it's like you just sometimes you just want to push a button and have right. it work without or, your phone and, right and uh, it doesn't all work like that sometimes. So, um, so nonetheless, uh, that video is out there and I did another one and I think I'm going to go, we're going to go a little bit more in depth with what realtors say versus what realtors mean. And I think this is actually kind of funny. And so, um, I'm going to throw out a few things and we're going to talk about what realtors say and then we're going to talk about what they really mean. And the first one is, and Mike, you can appreciate this one. Um, before I show you a home, I need to make sure you're pre-qualified. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. What they say is they want to make sure that they're pre-qualified, right? Now, there's a whole litany of things that, that they mean from <laughs> right, that, okay? Right, right. The very first one, Mike, is you want to make sure they actually have money. Yeah, you and want to make they sure can they get can alone. actually do it, right? Yeah, right. I mean, the thing that comes to my mind is, and I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder, but is they don't want to waste their time showing them houses if they can't right. get it. <laughs> so my joke was, um, I need you to show me a pre-qualification before I show you any houses translates to, I'm too lazy to get off the couch, <laughs> right. and I'm not getting off the couch unless you show me that you have money. Yes. Um, but here's some other things that that, that that statement means. It also means that I want to make sure you're not a psycho. Right. Um, because if someone goes through the process of getting pre-qualified, they've given somebody their social security number, they've given their employment information, they've given a lot of, you know, private information about themselves that's trackable, that's in a database, that's in a system that if now they go and do something or harm someone or hurt someone, 
you know, it's, it's they can be found, yes. you know, and and so pretty much the majority of the um, the instances out there where a real estate agent has been attacked, raped, murdered at an open house or at a showing, pretty much all of them, the person didn't get pre-qualified. The agent didn't um, either didn't get the pre-qualification or the pre-qualification was fake. So, so nonetheless, a lot of times real estate agents are asking for that information because it's a personal safety thing. Um, so, so what they say is, I need to make sure you get a pre-qualification. What they mean is, I want to make sure you're not a psycho serial killer that's gonna like chop me up and dump me in a dumpster. Yep. So, so that that's a funny one. Here, here's another funny one that I like, um, that I think is great. Um, this house needs a little TLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a loaded this, state in TLC. This house needs has a little TLC. Into- you know, and they don't mean they don't mean the uh, the female you know, <laughs> right, hip hop band. band yeah. You know, they don't mean that. They mean the house needs a little work. Now, here's what that translates to. Okay, that translates to you're gonna go broke fixing this house. Yes, and this house has more stuff wrong with it than I can list. So I'm just gonna say TLC. But in reality, it needs a new roof. It needs new AC. It needs new electric. TLC gets overused and it gets abused by real estate agents for houses that need a whole lot more than TLC. TLC to me is like, needs a little paint, right? You know, it needs a little paint, needs some new flooring, but TLC is basically translated into this is a shack that's falling down. And that's what's scary about when somebody says that because it's somewhat in the eye of the beholder, right? Some person, like you said to you, it might just mean a little paint or something else. Other people, it's it's a full rehab to, to yeah. be able to get it done. So yes. So, so, so yeah, TLC, uh, if you hear that, uh, be cautious because your interpretation of what TLC means could mean it just needs oh, it just needs some paint. It needs right. freshening up. It needs the lawn mowed. <laughs> it needs a little mulch. You know, it it needs it needs pressure washed. You know, or you know, it needs the cabinets painted. That's TLC to me. Some people TLC is um, you need to spend two hundred thousand dollars before this house is even in, inhabitable. Right. You know. So another one that I uh, that I think is awesome. So what realtors say versus what realtors mean. It's the nicest house in the neighborhood. Okay, you hear that and you think, "Oh, it's the nicest house in the neighborhood." Um, that could also translate to, "This is not a great neighborhood." <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I think of when you say that, yeah. right? If it's a, yeah, you, you think the rest of the neighborhood is not going to be very nice. So, it, and again, you don't want to necessarily be the nicest house in the neighborhood, right? That right. can be a detriment. I think another one is, um, you know, when you hear things like lovingly cared for by the owner for 35 years. Okay. When I hear that, right. Lovingly cared for Mike, how many times have you had deals fall apart? Um, because of homeowners that think they're Johnny handyman trying to repair everything over 35 years. They try to do the rewiring on the house themselves. They try yes. to do the AC themselves. They don't hire professionals. They do it all themselves. How many times you've seen that? Yeah. It comes back either whether there's permit issues, right? Cause they did it themselves and didn't get the proper permitting things that throw in there. Or it, we don't even get that far involved because we're just at the beginning of our process when the inspection is getting done. And as soon as the, you know, they get done with the home inspection, we're getting a phone call saying, Hey, we're, we're canceling this contract and we're going to move on to the next one. You do see it quite often. Another one that's similar to TLC is um, this something along the lines of this home is the is the perfect blank canvas for you to make your own. Okay. In other words, this house is an extreme P of you know what piece of you know what like it is bad if it's a blank canvas. Imagine like a blank canvas. A blank canvas means it needs everything, right? right? Yeah. So when I hear the blank canvas one. Uh, I always kind of laugh because to me, that's that's another sign that, um, you know, that that it could be problematic. Another one is, um, you know, you hear things like um, 
you know, gated community, for example. Okay. So there are neighborhoods that, that are described as gated communities. I used to live in one where there's literally a guy that just waves and everyone just goes right, driving. Yeah, right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's like there's a gate there, <laughs> yeah. but the gate doesn't close. Right. It's always okay? open. Yeah. So like when you hear a gated community, don't assume that that means that it's the safest neighborhood out there. That's there's a, a reason it needs a gate. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, so, but a lot of times the gated community isn't really that gated or right. everyone, everyone around, there are neighborhoods that, I am that I have sold dozens of homes in that had the same code that they've had since 2009. Right. Yes. You know, so, um, you know, so that that's another one that I that I think is funny. Another um, realtorism um, is um, multiple offers. Okay. now, look, we're in a market right now where multiple offers are really common. So this isn't always the case. Okay, but it sometimes means we got a low ball offer and a decent offer, (laughs) you know, and we're going to try and do everything we can to drive price. You know, now, again, today's market, the multiple offer thing is probably very likely. But in in years past, you would hear people say we have multiple, you know, multiple competing offers. Well, Look, anyone can get an offer today. Like I, I even make jokes. There's there's TV ads of competing real estate agents that say guaranteed offer on your house. I mean, I'll give you an offer on any house right now. Right. I'll yeah, guarantee yeah, right. you an offer on anything. I mean, like anyone can guarantee a lowball offer. I mean, we guarantee it sold, but yep. that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, a guaranteed offer. Who cares? Like, right. like it, there's investors out there that'll give you you know sixty cents on a dollar for anything. You know, a guaranteed offer means nothing. Like it's it's laughable to me that people fall for that, but I see that guaranteed offer all the time. And it's the same kind of thing here. You know, you could have, you know, these, you know, you could have a really low ball investor offer and a good offer, and you call the good offer and be like, oh, we got multiple offers, trying to drive them up because you got nothing else there. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's one. And then here's the last one. This is this is an- another. This is my last pet peeve before we go to break. Waterfront property. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Waterfront property. Now, he, my definition of waterfront property, okay, is you have a really nice view of either open water or an expansive, skiable canal or lake. Okay. Th- that's waterfront property to me. Okay. Waterfront property is not um, a mosquito infested lake <laughs> that is a pond yep. that dries up uh, for half a year. It's not a creek that um, basically does nothing but risk your home being flooded. Um, It's not, uh, to me, waterfront property means a body of water that actually adds some sort of value. Um, And and so often I see like these houses advertise, you know, waterfront property. And and then I look at it, it's like, how is that? Like, that's, that's like a... You know, that's a pond. It's yeah. like a rainy pond. Well, it it so rained in the backyard. So many neighborhoods having to have retention ponds, right? right. And conservation that, right. that there. And some of them are so small and it's you'd almost rather not be on that versus be on right. that in exactly. a lot of situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially gators yeah, and you right. know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> right. You know. So to me, like water you know, when I see waterfront property, so when you read or hear a real estate agent say waterfront what type of waterfront right. are you talking yes. about? Are you, is this a pond? Is this a retention pond? Is this is this a sewer drainage? Is is this uh, just where it rains a lot and water accumulates, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. or is this some sort of like non-navigable canal of murky, gross water, you know, like, so, so again, water for a property in Florida is definitely something that's kind of funny and humorous when you see real estate agent advertising waterfront that are, are again, very scandalously yes. listed as water. Is it factual? Yes. Is it, 
Um, is it completely give? Is it is it give you a true picture? Uh, probably not. Yes. So, well, anyway, we're gonna be back. We're gonna continue our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. If you missed our first segment. We were talking about, and you can catch the podcast on our website or on WFLA News' website, but um, we were talking what realtors say versus what realtors mean, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, next, we're going to talk about you know what's going to happen for the real estate market in 2022. I answered this uh, in a question on our social media this week as well, and is the real estate market going to crash? Something I get asked all the time. Uh, to, the easiest answer to that question is not anytime soon. Um, however... There's always a caveat. There are always things that could happen. Terrorist attacks, natural disaster, um, you know, any anything can cause the real estate market to take a step back. Clearly, a pandemic did not cause a real estate market crash. Quite the opposite. So what you might think uh, could happen from a natural disaster may not have the impact that you think. But nonetheless, are home prices and rents going to fall in 2022? Now, there's an article that we're referencing here when we when we do the show. We, we print out some articles that kind of give us talking points. Most of the time, those articles are talking about national real estate statistics and things that are going to happen in the in the country for real estate. And they're looking at averages across a lot, averages, medians across a whole lot of uh, the country. So I'm going to talk specifically about Florida. Um, and and I do agree, uh, home prices are going to continue to rise. Um, I don't know if home price growth will maintain. I mean, we had neighborhoods this year that appreciated, uh, you know, 15, 18, 25% in some neighborhoods. I mean, huge price growth, right? Now, I think prices will keep going up. I don't necessarily believe that the growth will be as drastic, um, but I, I, I think it's still going to be really strong. Um, just too many people moving here. Um, there, there's, um, you know, there's, there's people moving here. There is, um, uh, international buyers now moving to our market and there are low interest rates, great population, uh, or not population growth, job growth. Um, you know, there's just so many things pointing to our market continue to do well. Yeah. It's on an interview this week with Jeff Vinnick on CNBC, who's the owner of Tempe Lightning and the Water Street Project down. And he was just talking about how so many companies are reaching out and coming every single day, technology companies and, and all the, you know, Tampa is such a hotspot. So many people want to be here and live here um, and come. And I, and I agree with you. I don't think we'll see as high of growth which frankly might be okay, right? We, right. we, we can't run 20% you can't growth here. That. No. that is unsustainable, but we still will see growth. And you can think of it as, as, I always use this example, but driving on the highway, instead of going 100 miles an hour this year like we did, maybe you're back going 75. Right. You're still moving. You're still moving along at a good yep. clip, but it's not outrageous. Another big reason why um, you know prices are going to keep going up there aren't as many homes expected to go up for sale. Right. You know, it, it's just you can't create more inventory. Builders can't all of a sudden just push a button and create millions of homes. It just doesn't work like that. They they have a backlog that will take them years to get to a point where they're producing enough number of homes to keep up with demand. So so you you have that obstacle. Um, now, look, supply and demand, it's just natural that when you have a supply and demand curve that's in favor of the home seller, prices are just going to keep rising. So um, I, I continue to see bidding wars. I mean, we put a $400,000 house on the market this week and it's already got a bunch of offers on it. You know, I mean, pretty much uh, across all price ranges. I saw a friend of mine listed a multi-million dollar house on Davis Island and sold it for 200 grand above asking, you know? So again, the reality is that more and more, um, you know, more and more 
people want to be here, more and more people want to buy, and there isn't enough inventory to satisfy them all. And another thing I will say that's going to increase it as well is is the loan limits that have have just been announced right. this week officially now have gone up. So the conventional loan limit for 2022 for a conventional loan is 647200 So it's even greater than they initially yeah. thought it was going to be. Almost a $100,000 increase. Yep. And FHA loans um, are going to have a base limit of 420680 um, and that goes up from 356 in 2021. So huge increases. So what that's going to do is it's going to open even more buyers up right. coming in. There's going to be even more demand. Yep. But that's also going to help probably push up prices because it, it generally right. is easier to get a conventional or a government loan that versus a jumbo. And there is an expectation that interest rates will rise a little bit. Not, sure, not yes. anything drastic, but a little bit. And a little ticking up of interest rates causes more people right. than to get jump off, off the fence. fence. Yep. yep. So so all those things are pointing. And in fact, rents are expected to probably rise faster than home prices. Uh, the reality is, is, you know, the U.S. has pretty much, I mean, pretty consistently been half of the homes are owned by homeowners and half are owned by investors, right? So those investors and landlords have increased costs now. Um, everything's going up in price. So they're going to, what do they got to do? Not only do they have to cover their cost to increase to cover the cost, but they have to increase to cover a greater margin, right? You know, so, so rents are going to just keep going up. So again, um, 2022 is going to be a, um, a wonderful real estate market in Florida and Tampa Bay. You're going to see prices continue to rise. You're going to see c- continued competition, increased home sales, increased population, but um, n- no end in sight uh, from anything I'm looking at that says, you know, prices are going to not continue growing. They're, they're going to keep growing. They may not sustain the percentage growth that we saw, but they will still continue growing. Yeah. And I think for, if you're a buyer out there and you're hearing all this and you're saying, oh, well, then I, I'm going to wait because they're going to keep going up and then they'll come back down. I don't think there's a drastic fall off the cliff as it does come, you know, later on a year or two or three down the right. road. That's nope. going to be there. So It'll if be, you are a buyer, yeah. you, you know, you are best to get off the, the fence and do it now um, and get locked in because most likely, you know, we had so many people a year ago tell us the same thing. They were waiting for the, the crash after COVID that ended up spending more for money. Oh, you know, a lot more. Yes. And and so the, the the thing that happens after more years of prices going up, you have stabilization before they, right. you know, and, and you've got to create so much inventory. You have to have an inverse relationship than we have right now. The supply and demand curve has got to swing like 600% yes. for it to for it to cause, you know, problems. So anyway, we're going to be back after a quick break. We're going to talk, how long does it take to build a house? We're going to talk about that after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. How long does it take to build a house here's what i here's the very first thing i'm going to say <laughs> tell you longer than what the builder tells you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay no matter what you've heard about how long it's going to take to build a house okay it's going to take longer than that and no matter what your builder tells you your lender tells you your realtor tells you your contractor tells you your uncle's brother's cousin it doesn't matter who it is However long they tell you it's going to take to build a house, it's going to take longer. <laughs> yeah, my answer to that would be if you would ask me, it's twice as long as you think it is, right? right? It's right. I mean, it just kind of is a rule of thumb. It's it's just one of those things that happens, and that's been constant for a long period of time. And and so it's funny. What I find interesting is that um, the other the other obstacle with building homes in Florida is you know the codes and the and the construction quality that have to be met for hurricane standards you know you have parts of this country where, you know I saw the average that takes an average of 6.8 months to build a house yeah I, I, here's what I want to know I, I want to be introduced to those builders in Tampa Bay. <laughs> okay like if there's builders out there turning houses around six months please please call me. 
please, yeah. please call my office, ask to speak to me, so give me your information. I would love to speak to you. Uh, and then I'll tell you that you're full of it because here it, there, it's, it's permits, it's the code, it's, um, you know, you t- there's just a whole bunch of stuff that has to happen here. I would almost always predict and plan to tell someone nine months minimum. Um, and then the more custom it is and the larger it is, the longer it's going to take. I mean, I've seen homes, you know, I mean, look, there's the, the, the estate, the Patel estate in Carrollwood. It's been being built for like nine years. <laughs> I mean, I've been driving, I've been driving by that since I was in fifth grade, you know, <laughs> like, so, so there are homes that, you know, depending yes. on the size of the homes, the, yeah. the longer it takes, but a typical, you know, normal sized home, uh, I would say a minimum here, a minimum here is nine months, but, but probably seeing a lot more you know, a lot more that are close to a year. Uh, and, and again, that's from s- scratch. Okay. Right. Like there's sometimes where a, where a person, where a home buyer will, will, will walk onto a property and there's already a foundation and we'll, you know, some stuff done. Okay. That's not going to maybe take nine months or a year. Maybe that one can get turned, but from start to finish. And so what people don't realize that, that the reason why sometimes it takes so long, not only do you have to go through this process of permitting, but then there's inspections along the way that the local municipality does to make sure that the home fits construction standards. And in addition to that, there are inspections by the lenders. You know, if you're doing like a construction or perm loan, the lender is going to come out there and sometimes they'll hold it up. They'll say, no, 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 no. We're not giving you the next draw until you do this or until you do that. So there's a lot of checks and balances. There's a lot of hands in a cookie jar that, that can, that can cause problems. And then you can run into survey problems. You can run into utility problems. I've seen communities just get completely halted because there's an issue with the plumbing or the sewer system or the septic tank or, you know, the something's got to be redone that that ended up failing. Um, so there's just a lot of variables, especially if you're talking about a brand new community. Yep. Um, th- those things can be super problematic. So, well, and there's a lot of coordinated efforts that got to go in. So the plumber's yeah. got to come in before the electrician or vice versa at different times. And with the labor shortages and all the things going on, you know, the house may be ready to move forward to the next step, but the electricians can't get out there for another week and a half. So it just sits dormant. And so I've seen houses where they, you know, it seems like it's progressing pretty quickly and then all of a sudden it comes to a dead stop. And that could be why. The other, the other thing about it is the, um, you know, again, this is starting to improve, but, but we, we've obviously had supply chain issues. We've had building material problems and shortages, uh, that, that obviously causes problems as well. Right. Sometimes builders can get the materials, but they're not, well, they're going to sit on stuff cause they don't want to pay that price. So that could sometimes delay you. The builder could decide, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying that much for concrete. I'm going to wait for prices to come down. I've got these people's money and your home gets delayed because your builder's trying to protect their margin. Right. You know, they don't want to overpay for building supplies. Um, another, another thing that, um, you know, that I find interesting um, and, and you touched on it and it, it's not related to the average time to build a house, but it's something that affects quality. Um, far too often builders get a little out of order with their subs you know, they've got the plumber come in before the trim guy or the trim guy come in before this guy and stuff gets missed. Yep. You know, my personal residence built a, a large luxury property and come to find out the tub in the uh, master bathroom is a jacuzzi tub, uh, didn't have anything hooked up properly underneath and they sealed it all up. I go to turn everything on and nothing works. And all it really was, was it just wasn't plugged in. 
You know, they, they, it just wasn't plugged in. Like it was nothing crazy wrong. It just, they hired all the trim people to cover everything up before the, you know, the plumber got done with his, his actual job to test everything. So, um, so, so quality control can become a problem too. When, when builders are trying to turn houses around and speed them up. So as a, as a, um, home buyer, one thing I would tell you to be cautious about is look, waiting, to get your home done is frustrating. But the more you push the builder or try and rush them along, the more they can make mistakes. Right. Yes. I think that goes with anything. You know, that you you try and press them because you want it done by this date or that date, and you're you're going to be prepared for mistakes because they're going to miss stuff when they're when they're rushing. And it becomes a fine line because you do want to stay on top of people, right? You want to keep moving it along because sometimes you know the squeaky wheel does get the grease. To sort of speak, but to your point, you don't want to push them too far where then they cut corners and you end up with a problem later um, just to save a little bit of time. So it's, you know, it can be a complicated process. One thing that I've started to hear, and I wish I would have done this, and if I ever build a house again, actually, I'm never going to build a house again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just going to say you, it. You, I'm never doing it again, ever. Uh, and I love my house, but, um, you know, the, the reality is I'm hearing a lot of people. Uh, putting clauses or negotiating clauses into their contracts that, that penalize the builder if the builder isn't done by a specific date. Wow. And I actually, okay. uh, you know, yes. and again, is that going to be necessarily achieved with, you know, a publicly traded large scale builder? Probably not. But if you're, if you've got some small mom and pop custom home builder that's building your large custom home, could you pull that off? Maybe, maybe you could get them to agree that if it's not done by a certain date. Now, what I what I've heard people do is let's say the builder says you know what it's going to be done by July, well okay give them some room for error okay July all right how about this if it's not done by the end of August or the first of September this is the penalty that it costs you and hold them accountable you know hold them accountable to standards and timelines so there's a lot of people that I think are starting to do that I wish I would have done that um, but nonetheless I think that um, th- that it's going to be more and more common. That um, you know, kind of with a role rever- with a role reversal there, um, in terms of trying to expedite things, I think people are going to try and take the reins. So, so again, you're listening to the uh, Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News uh, with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. I'm Andrew Duncan. Um, home inspections are something that I think get get skipped on new construction, which is a big mistake. Yes, huge mistake. Do not. In fact, they need it more than ever. You builders are building and churning out more homes per per labor capita than they ever have. You have to get a home inspection with a home builder. Yeah, and we just to. spent a whole segment talking about this. I mean, the reasons why things get missed, things get cut that you won't see by the naked eye or as a novice just buying a home, but that the home you know inspector will be able to go in. And, you know, it's just it's QC. It's quality control. Right. Even though it's a new build, you know, get some quality control on it and make sure it's it's done to your your satisfaction. I think another, you know, and so kind of going back to the home inspection thing, I, I, I want to reiterate this for people because. Look, it's a hot market, yes. right? And um, a hot market provides for um, you know a lot of um, negotiations and a lot of massaging of typical things you'd see in a real estate transaction. So I'm seeing more and more transactions where the home inspection gets skipped. People that think they can inspect it themselves, or they have a uncle's, brother's, friend's, cousin's neighbor that's a that's a building inspector or a general contractor. A general contractor is not a building inspector. No. Okay. A general contractor passed a test and is usually really good at hiring and managing people. Yep. And not necessarily doing the work anymore. Right. Okay. So 
you know, I hear that happen, you know, that 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 happen a lot where people will skip the inspection. Now, here's what I would recommend. There are going to be times in a hot real estate market where you may not be able to have an inspection contingency. That doesn't mean that you still shouldn't or can't do one. Again, every contract's different, but uh, the home inspection is just as much about you uh, not just deciding whether or not to buy the house, but giving you a blueprint of what you need to work on in your first few years of ownership. What could be wrong that could turn into a bigger issue? What might be a really minor issue now that just needs adjusted or addressed that turns into a bigger issue later? Yeah, and I, good home inspectors. Well, I mean, I've had one that did a, on a condo I bought one time, and, and you know, he said to me, "Listen, you need to be prepared to budget in the next 24 months for a new air conditioner." So I knew, and, and yeah. you know, it could be tomorrow, it could be five years from now, but you should start budgeting that it's probably going to be the next 12, 24 months. A good home inspector will give you an idea of what's the remaining life on a lot of those things so you can know going into it what you need to plan for. Yeah, and and I think the other thing the home inspection does, um, especially today, insurance is, you know, you know, having operated and had a partnership with an insurance agency for a long time, uh, weinsuretheBay.com, which is We Insure Tampa Bay. Um you know, you you know that so often insurance carriers today require four point inspections. Um, it used to be, oh, if it's above a certain year, this or year that. Now, almost all carriers are requiring uh, four point inspections, even on homes that are not that old. They're just being more cautious. There's been more fraud. There's more risk, um, and and you know they're protecting their backside. So so four points become common. So if you don't get a home inspection. Um, most home inspection companies also do four points. Okay. You're still going to have to have someone inspect the house for right. your insurance. Yep. So why not just do it all at once? And at least even if you can't cancel your contract based on it, because you had to give up that contingency to get the deal, you at least know what you need to work on, you know? So, you know, home inspector, they look for, I mean, really you, you can have them look for just about anything. Uh, a lot of home inspection companies vary in terms of what they consider standard. So like sometimes they don't include pools. Sometimes they don't include, um, you know, washer and dryer. Uh, you know, sometimes they don't include like accessory buildings. So if there are those things that you want to have inspected that, 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 that the home inspection company may not typically cover, then you just have to pay extra for them. You know, extra for a home inspection or extra for an health building or extra for a barn or whatever it is that you need to get inspected. Um, but... I think that, um, you know, the cost of a home inspection, I think of it as an investment. For it's sure. an investment into you improving the value of your home and figuring out what it needs. Um, and they vary in price. I mean, you know, I, I generally think you get what you pay for, but but I would say an average home inspection is probably somewhere around $400, $500. Yeah, and I think it, you know, a lot depends on the size of the house, number right, of bedrooms, fast, square yeah. footage, you know, that sort of thing. But, and even for the people out there that may have been had a home inspection and then it went bad and they, and they did cancel the contract, it's still an investment at that point because had you not done that, you may have bought a house that that ended up could have you know tens of thousands of dollars of damage would be and you would hate it would be yeah. which be much worse than the five or six hundred bucks you might have spent yep. on a home inspection up front. Yeah, no doubt about it. So well, anyway, we're gonna be back with our last segment. We're gonna continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan at the Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Snapchat, Facebook, pretty much all the uh, social channels. And um, something we're starting to hear pretty regularly. It, you know, there was an article this week that I thought was kind of funny. How to prepare for a big rent increase. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, obviously you could find a way to make more money. You could get a raise. You could get a roommate. Or probably the best answer to that question is. Buy a house. Buy a house. Right. 
Um, and and Mike, you guys are hearing that a lot now, right? Yeah, we're, we're I'm, I'm getting. I mean, almost on a daily basis, we hear where somebody said, you know, I was going to wait till next summer, um, or we were going to wait till next spring, but you know, I just got notice from my landlord that my rent's going to go up, you know, three hundred dollars or you know, thirty four percent or all these crazy different things. So I want to get the process started now. I'm going to move up my time frame because I just don't want to pay the you know the increase in rents. It's just getting too expensive. And it's just going to keep going up because there's no end in sight with that. And, and that's what they're seeing. So we're getting a lot of people coming to us, you know, that are moving up their time frames, which I, we do think is a good idea because rents are probably going to continue to rise next right. year and prices are going to continue to rise. Of right. homes. And what they did say, too, which is which I think is, um, you know, from a percentage standpoint, makes sense for people too. rents are rising at a faster pace than yes. prices. Yes, they are. So so because of that, that's another reason why. Uh, you know, the, uh, the possibility or the, you know, the, the viability of buying a home makes more sense for a lot of people than continuing to pay the rent prices. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things when you buy a home, you know, we always talk about prices going up and down of the home prices and rents and all this different thing. When you buy a home and the typical first time home buyer or second time buyer is going to get a 30 year mortgage, most popular mortgage that is out there. It's a fixed rate mortgage. So your payment is fixed in for whatever period term you get. So it's fixed for 30 years. So you're not going to get these 10 or 15 or 20% you know, yeah. rent increases that you go. So if you're looking for that stability, you're getting into a fixed rate. At least yeah. you know what. I mean, now your taxes and your, your insurance, tax insurance can go, go up. up. Yeah. I mean, but, that's but not, subs- happen. Not, not, not at the same pace that the other right. stuff And there's laws in Florida that you know protect your taxes can only go up. Let's save our homes a certain percentage right. every single year. Same thing with insurance, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. So it won't be as drastic. Another um, and another thing on that same front, a lot of people don't factor in the financial benefits of homeownership, the equity gain, and then the tax benefits. Right. That, you know that while they're changing, um, you know all the time, there's still benefits of homeownership financially that you uh, get that you don't get as a renter. Uh, and and I think the biggest one is equity. I mean, look, you, I mean, you're talking right now. We're seeing some neighborhoods twenty twenty five percent increase annually that you're just giving away to your landlord. When you're renting, you right. know, so you, you know, you've got a $300,000 house, it'd be three seventy five next year. You know, like you just gave away $75,000 to, to live in probably as, as nice of, or if not better home than you're in right now. So there's obviously peace. There's all, I mean, look, we could do a whole uh, week long show about the benefits of home ownership. Of I mean, course. There, there's so many, you know, putting your own touches on it. You know, controlling what you can control, reducing your utility bills when you can with like extra insulation and better, um, you know, better upgrades and improvements that you can't do in apartments that save you money, um, all, all those things. But the reality is that, um, you know, rents are rising dramatically and there are a lot of people that are just saying, you know, well, I'll just keep renting and, and at least – do yourself a favor. At least call Mike. What's you guys' best phone number? Call yeah, you guys and get yeah, an analysis. Call time. me at 813-377-2743. We can look at any options, answer any questions. A lot of people just call to ask, you know, just general questions. We're happy to help. 813-377-2743. Yeah, and I think, again, you guys can do an analysis and say, hey, look, here's here's what your payment would be on this price point. Here's what it would cost you to buy the same home you're in now. You know, but it's going to cost you less. You know, and in a lot of instances with very minimal amount, you know, I've seen people buy homes and have less out of pocket than first, last and security. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just it's not as it's not as expensive as you might think. And, we, and we, we can run two different reports for people that we do. We do a buy versus rent and we pull the statistics from the metro area, whether it's Hillsborough, Pinellas, Pasco, you know, surrounding areas. So a buy versus rent and, and analyze that. And we take into account the equity gain and the projected and that sort of thing. And then we also do another one, the cost of waiting. 
right? How much is it going to cost you if you're going to wait and we look, use historical data and then projected data to pull that stuff up? And right now, every one of those reports that we pull, it makes more sense to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And and again, that that's also, um, I think, what a lot of people understand, too, relatively conservative. Because you know yes. stuff could swing even more of, so in the course. other direction. So, so again, uh, rent versus buy scenario. It just it just makes sense to buy from a financial perspective. Now, again, if you're somebody who has to move a lot, right. if you're somebody whose job moves you all over the country, if you're in military, sometimes it doesn't make sense because you're going to move every year or two depending on your your position. So again, there are certainly people that should rent. Okay, but but there are a lot of people that rent that should be buying. You know, and and they're not. So. Um, but um, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna call it a wrap for today. But we are gonna celebrate our man, Champa Bay, right? Yes. Just our sports teams, our weather. I mean, I went up to Indiana for Thanksgiving, and I, 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 it was freezing for two days. And I come home to paradise. Yes, you know. So um, we're gonna our real estate market is gonna keep you know keep benefiting from that. You know, our great climate, economically, and and you know, from the forecast perspective, for sure. Um, so many good things going on in Tampa Bay and, uh, we hope you have an awesome rest of your weekend, Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening.